0: Go
1: All right, everybody welcome back to another episode of the Kings Council podcast man I'm stoked today because uh, we are gonna be sharing with you uh, Josh Latimer and I did a little teaching the other day uh, and ultimately uh, we laid into you guys you guys know if you haven't read the book the kingdom entrepreneur um, this is a book that, that I had written uh, based upon uh, Genesis chapter 1 the seven days of, of creation right the seven days this is a god-given blueprint on how to create if you haven't listened to those episodes as a part of this King's Council podcast, scroll back a few months and uh, go through that. There's an eight part series that I did that walks through each one of these days in the power of Uh, this creation template that the original creator has given us. So I break that down on this, this teaching, but ultimately we spend the majority of the time on day six, right? Day six is essentially Genesis chapter one, verse 28, in which God gave us that original mandate, right? What I really believe uh, is a culture, a kingdom cultural mandate uh, that we are called to do. A lot of people think that we are to be fruitful and and to multiply. And that just simply means to make babies, uh, but But also, if you continue that scripture, uh, it it talks about uh, subduing, replenishing the earth and and having dominion. And there's a heck of a lot more to that than just babies, right? Because uh, some of us, maybe are parents or or have kids uh, or uh, have raised kids that that aren't possessing this kingdom cultural mandate right so it's there's way more to it than just reproducing it's this culture that we are called to usher in and as we do this as as entrepreneurs right this is what we know this this mandate we've been given yes we we fell okay the very next chapter uh we make a uh a a mess of this whole thing, right? In Genesis. And, and ultimately then the beautiful thing though, is this after we fell, uh, you know, a lot took place, but there was always a promise, a promise, a promise of redemption. And and then in the new Testament, Jesus comes back on the scene. And if you guys know this, he came back on the scene and it wasn't like, um, him, him declaring that he is savior. No, he came back when he died and he rose again, right? The biggest thing, if Jesus just died, then what are we doing this this Christianity life? But it goes way more than that. Is he rose from the dead, conquered death itself, and came back? And this is what he said: the kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is here. It was. It was. Everything was was that was originally designed. God through Jesus' his resurrection actually. Ushered in the kingdom of heaven. It's here, right here and right now, but it's up to us to step into this. And we're going to break that down on this teaching again that Josh and I go through, but ultimately, guys. There's so much more involved with that. Uh, how, how we actually do this as entrepreneurs and you know, the need for it, right? What I believe is, is part of our calling, part of what the King's Council is even built upon is to, to uh, I wanna say, I'm gonna say motivate simply because Josh goes into an epic six-part uh, multiplying your motivation teaching on this episode. But above and beyond that, guys, it's more than just motivation. It's about coming together as a group and being in. Inspired. Right. I I know I've done an episode on this. um, If you guys have been listening to this for a while, like the difference between motivation is that it's like an exterior motive of why we do things. Right. So if like if you go to work, you don't go to work because you're like inspired. Well, some of us might be right. But most of us are going to work to get paid. Right. There, there's a, that's that external motivation and the beautiful thing. Well, if we think about, if we'd even talk about that a little bit more, it's like, if they stopped paying you, here, here's a good, good understanding of if, if you're doing it for, if you're motivated by that or not, Is like, would you do it if they stopped paying you? Right. Some people might, I think my wife actually still would because she loves doing anesthesia for babies, for kiddos. Right. She loves being a part and, and building those relationships and being there for uh, babies and, and and their parents, as they may, or, you know, more than likely. They're going through a tough time, right? But that's because she's inspired, right? So as kingdom entrepreneurs, we have to wrap our heads around what that means, the difference. Yes, we can motivate for a period of time, right? And Josh breaks this down on this episode. There's six six um, facets to, uh, to multiply our motivation. But at the core of this bad boy, as kingdom entrepreneurs, we have to understand how to become inspired, right? The root word of that in spirit, it's an internal draw. It's an internal, like I must do this. Not that I I have to do this to obtain something, but I must do this because this is my part of my upward calling of of what I'm called to do on this earth. And guys, I know without a shadow of doubt, that's why the King's Council has been formed. It is part of what has, what I've been inspired for the last few years to continue this mission and ultimately what we're laying out here. Okay. And and if if that's, Gets you excited to be a part of that group? Go to joinkingscouncil.com, fill out the info there, and we've got we want to lay out for you the different paths that we have. Whether you're a brand new entrepreneur, or you've been at this thing for a while, there's different paths to join this community of kingdom mindsetted entrepreneurs that aren't here just to, to go make money and to, and to build a business. Yes, that's a part of it, but it's not it, right? It is a part of it, but there's an upward calling and, and inspiration that is that is tugging at, at my heart. And I believe it's tugging at a lot of your hearts as well. So if that's you, go to joinkingscouncil.com. You can do that now. Press pause and do that now, or uh, listen to this episode. And if this doesn't inspire you, then I don't know what will. We'll see you guys on next week's episode. Oh, I think it's working, Riley. How are you, my friend? I'm right, right. I got a hit. Got it. Got it. We're live. Woo!
0: What's happening, Josh Latimer? Uh, just living my best life now. Like Joel Olstein says, I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yes, brother. God loves you. Oh, yes. I love it, man. This is going to be an epic, epic time. We're asking for you guys for 30 minutes. We've been going long for the last, uh, the last couple times last couple of weeks we went long and even Josh today is like what do you think And maybe like 30 minutes I'm like yes we're, we're gonna stick to this thing uh but we got a lot that we're gonna bring at you here over the next 30 minutes so as you're joining I would love just to to throw throw a what's up in in the messaging in the chat would love to know uh whether you're, you're hopping on on our zoom or the Facebook live uh we just want to know where you guys are from we're starting to get to know there's a little bit of a, a spark I think that's happening in this group and that's our that's our heart behind this of why we we're coming on here, doing these lives. We want to get to know you guys more, but also just light that fire, light that, ignite that fire that I know is inside of us, but can, can sometimes get get you know, dare I say burnt out, or it can just get it, get it dulls over time. Just that wear and tear of life, uh, which dude, that's just the, what's so important about friendships, about relationships that are are here together. Like we talked about last week, man, the, the comrades, the, uh, confidants, right. I know we've got some DMS from a number of you about being confidants, which is fantastic. Uh, but stick with us here guys, because we're going to unpack some, Epic, you're seeing on, on the screen here, King's Council 2.0 and, and where we're ultimately heading. For those of you that have actually uh, been a, a connoisseur, I'm gonna call it, of some of our content in the past. First off, if you're not listening to the King's Council podcast, like, what are you doing? Get, get with the program here. Get on the, the King's Council podcast because there's a lot of, of uh, this this type of content that, that we're providing on there. Um, also, we go through, I, uh, I go through, on eight separate episodes, actually this book right here, the kingdom entrepreneur, we got the seven day blueprint, and we're going to spend uh, a little bit of time on one of those specific days today, today, because this is what I really believe uh, is, is our kingdom entrepreneur mandate right if you if you guys remember at all the seven days of creation this is a creation blueprint that god's given us like why wouldn't we follow the original creator in everything that we do whether we're looking to build a business we're looking to have an incredible relationship uh looking to have an incredible family life there's a blueprint that god's given us like no, no, nah. it's, it's, it starts off in the Bible, the very first chapter, and it's, it isn't even that long. It isn't even that long. Now, I, I made it a little bit longer in here with some thoughts and different ways of application, but let's break it down real quick. Josh, it is day one. Let there be light. God had vision for everything that he was going to do, which blows my mind, because if he's God, if he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, he already knew that we were gonna jack it up. He knew that Adam and Eve were gonna like wreck this whole thing for all of us, but how how, and why did he continue this? And here's why, man. He had a vision that was so crystal clear and that was so strong that it gave pain purpose. If you want to have purpose in your, in your life, or excuse me, if you, you know, if you want to have vision in your life, you got to have a purpose. That's so strong that pain doesn't matter, right? So if you have a, that crystal clear vision that God gave us this on day one, he said, let there be light. First off, he spoke everything into existence. I'm I'm in, in the process right now of, of making a, a new podcast episode, talking about this specifically the power of our words. It's so incredible that God spoke everything. Into an existence every single day. He said, "Let there be." Boom. He, the physical words that he spoke, cast energy. There's a vibrancy. There's a frequency that happens every single time we speak. We're sowing seeds, whether we like it or not. They're seeds in your life today. Your life today is a representation of the seeds that you sowed in the past. Whether you like that or not, that's reality of the situation. You can complain about it, or maybe maybe you're happy about it. If you're in a situation where you're like, "Yeah, it looks great. I'm, this this is awesome," then all the more better that you're in this group because we want we want to learn from you, right? But if you're not happy about it and you're, you're you feel like God's got more for you, then buckle up and get into this playbook here that God's given us. Day one vision, day two. I'm gonna go quick on this because we got so much that we want to unpack. Um, day two, uh, God actually created the atmosphere, right? Scripture, if you just read through Genesis chapter one, it tells you that God actually separated the heavens from the earth, right? He created the atmosphere that we're in, in a business world or in your family life. Think about this as like the culture. Like what have you, what have you created? What type of atmosphere are you actually creating uh, when people are around you? Do you have employees that actually want to be around you in a part of what you've got going on day three, then, okay, God actually created structure. This is epic because if you look at what, what he actually did here, he created the atmosphere, but there still wasn't anything else. Like it was, there was still just water, right? That he separated the waters, the heavens from uh, above and, and, and below. And now there's just water and, and when he actually created structure, it said he peeled back the waters, right? right? He created dry land so that vegetation could actually take place. This is the structure in our business and in our life, right? Do we have a way that we can actually maintain life? right? Is there, is there a playbook in our, in our business? Do we have a business plan? Things along those lines. Do we have structure in my relationship? This is where Ash and I have a structured date night, a structured time of the week where we get to share our experiences with each other and then continue to cast vision with each other. Okay. Day four then, day four is order. And a lot of people get this mixed up with structure, but order essentially is the application of your structure because in creation, God, this is where he actually placed... The, the stars in the sky. He placed the, the, the big, the sun, and then the smaller one for night, the moon, right? He placed those in uh, essentially what he's done is he created now time for us or seasons, the seasonality for us to actually have order in our life, right? Do 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 my employees or my ent- my sales guys, do they know like when they're supposed to show up, Um, how they're walking out the structure in their life, right? We've got order day five, then this is when it gets exciting, guys. Day five is momentum, momentum. And how does this happen? Day five is where it says God actually created the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. This jacked me up when I first started to dive into this. It was like, holy cats, because we serve a God of structure and order, no doubt. But why did God create the birds of the air and the fish of the sea before he created even man or the other animals and the the attention to detail in our creator is so freaking epic that here's what had to happen guys he had to create the birds of the air so they could defecate into the ocean to create the coral right also provide food for the fish to eat and then the fish were also food for the birds and now there's momentum that's actually happening right the birds that are taking their species and dropping it on the land as well to create fertilizer for that soil like holy cats think about this is your business like this do you are you do you have the ability to have momentum right to actually have the sales department talking to the marketing department the fulfillment department maybe there's an hr team are all of them synergistically working together the way god originally designed and what the way i believe the rest of the Bible actually talks about the church and, and everybody having specific roles. And the only way that you're going to gain long-term momentum is if you have these structure in place, everybody knows what their roles are. They're operating within the order. And then now we can gain momentum. All right. Day six, guys, this is what I'm talking about. This is where God gave us a very, very specific mandate. We're going right to Genesis one Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to just pull this up and, and, read it. Okay. God created the the animals and then he created man. And then it said, God blessed them. Right then. And there, I think some people actually even overlook this thing is that God blessed them, right? God has blessed us. Whether you feel like it or not, that is a, it, it, the Bible is, is so incredible. We just glance over things, but there's so, there's such meat here. If we understand this and we own this, we, we, we accept this and we walk in this that God has blessed us. And here's the thing. The, the original commandment, he said to be fruitful to increase in number, to fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over those fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Okay, a lot of people think this commandment is like, go make babies, go make babies. Hey, and I'm I'm, I'm all for making babies or at least the practice of it, right? <laughs> go make some babies, be fruitful and increase in number. That ha- That's 100% has to do with, with this, right? But that's not all of it. Okay, God said then to fill the earth and to subdue it. So be fruitful. If we're, if we're taking notes on this, Josh, I'm going to say be fruitful means be productive, right? We got to be productive in this thing, whatever you're putting your hand to. Okay. We know that our salvation is not by any works at all. It clearly says that we were, we were not saved by our works, but we were saved for good works. That scripture right there, bad boy. So, so, so we, we are, we are called to do good works. So what are you doing? What are you doing? What's, what are you providing in the marketplace? Right? Are you fruitful? Are you being productive? And then it says to multiply and to increase in number. Okay. So I can have something, right? If you have a business rule, number one is like, does anybody want what you have? Can you sell it one time? If you can get somebody to exchange dollars for the value that you're providing, be it a a service or a product. Okay. We've, we've proven it once, but now can we multiply this thing? Can we increase in number or from a business standpoint, can we reproduce it? Right. Do we have the ability to actually reproduce this product or service? And then this is where it gets exciting guys. It says to subdue it, or excuse me, it says to fill the earth and subdue it. If you depend upon which version of the Bible you, you, you read okay i'm gonna i'm gonna always and just listening to myron golden and and how epic he is i'm da- doing word studies the guy's just a wealth of knowledge i i've finally got the strongest concordance on this thing uh, on my phone here and i'm looking up like as we're studying scripture we got to understand certainly the context of, of what we're reading but also what does that mean word actually mean in the hebrew meaning for for Um, replenish right the hebrew meaning is to to fill the earth right to distribute it okay so are you productive in your product can you reproduce it and now can you distribute this thing can you get this to the masses can you scale this thing to the freaking moon ultimately to subdue to control the market and and don't get this twisted guys this isn't like i'm going to dominate because I'm, I'm going to crush the competition. No, that's not what it's about. That's a limited mindset, right? What this is about is the, the, the cultural mandate that you've been given as an entrepreneur, check that as a kingdom entrepreneur, where my kingdom entrepreneurs at, by the way, throw it in the chat. I want to know where you are because guys, if, if, if you're, if you're in a, uh, freaking, Moline, Illinois, I think that's a town, right? If you're in uh, 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 Paris, Texas, like wherever you are, are you fruitful? Are you able to reproduce that product? And now can you, can you scale it? Can you distribute it and ultimately control the market, right? From a cultural mandate. That's what this thing is about. Genesis 128 ain't just about having babies, but is as a kingdom entrepreneurs, as, as followers of Christ, keeping Christ number one in our life, no matter what what comes at us? That's what we're distributing. That's what we're reproducing, right? That's what it means to actually control the market, to dominate kingdom culture. And when we bring that into our business, and we bring that into the marketplace. No longer are we going to get, uh, uh, you know, Bud Light and, and these other, and Target and these woke freaking businesses and corporations that are promoting crap right if we can be real right it's, it's what it is the junk that they're promoting right now and, and they're feeling the, the wrath of that right the, the holy wrath of of that they're feeling that from a you can see it in their stock right and a whole nother whole nother reason I, why those companies are doing that which maybe josh you and i could could rap about that at some point not this time but but understanding how money controls a lot of things, right? And, and yes, we are here to to make a lot of freaking money. No doubt about that. No question about that. We are going to do that with you, King's Council members, with you, with you entrepreneurs, as we bring this, we usher in the kingdom, right? Jesus brought it when he returned. He didn't he didn't talk about salvation. He didn't talk about any of that. When he actually rose from the dead, when he came on the scene, it wasn't like, hey, uh uh, believe in me and and you know, you'll go to heaven. No, no. What he said was the kingdom of heaven is near. He's he He's preached the kingdom. That's all he talked about. When he came back, it wasn't about like, uh, uh heaven and it was the kingdom. And here's kingdom guys. You want to do a root, root word study on this. Jesus is king, right? Some of you epic people have bought some of our swag, shopkingscouncil.com, by the way. Jesus is king shirts, we rock those, but also the the dumb of that D-O-M, okay, that stands for domain, the rule and reign of God's dominion in our life, right? And if He is not ruler and reigner of our life certainly we're not going to be ushering this kingdom cultural mandate right and that's part of what the king's council is about we are we are here to to disciple entrepreneurs that's what this thing is about so if you want to go make a boatload of cash i'm going to say you're in the right spot but i have zero zero I'm going to say zero desires to do that. If your heart ain't in the right place, if you don't know, if you don't know Jesus as your savior, then let's talk about that. Like, cause that, that's what this thing is about. We're ushering in this kingdom cultural mandate, but then it's going to take good works for us to continue to create wealth on this earth, right? Yes. Yes. We are we are we are not called to store up uh, treasures of this earth. We are to store them up treasures in heaven. This is this got me jacked when I when I started to really kind of meditate on this. And then Josh, I'm going to throw it to you, man, because I could go all night on this thing. But treasures, treasures in heaven. I I just found this interesting that it doesn't say treasures for heaven. It says treasures in heaven that we're storing up what the, these good deeds, these things we do is treasures in heaven. And if you think about like when you store something up and it's in somewhere, it's like we can also pull those treasures out, right? We can make withdrawals. Like if I'm if I'm depositing these treasures in heaven, I want to I want to withdraw those things as well, because the, the blessings of, of what we're doing and ultimately the desire and heart behind everything we do is is yes, to 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 show Jesus as as ruler and reigner of our lives to be representations of him, right? That's part of this kingdom cultural mandate. It's our job is to actually walk this thing out to be image bearers of him. And as we we store up these treasures in heaven, there's gonna be the ability to, to, to make those withdrawals, baby. Like, yes, God, bring, bring your kingdom come I hope this is making sense, guys. That that your kingdom come, it, it happens. Yes, through salvation, but then the rule and the reign on this earth. Okay, this framework that He's given us on how to pray. It it's the structure of this thing as well. I've got a very specific podcast. I walk through this framework. God told us how to pray, right? Our Father who art in heaven right? Holy is your name. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Bring your kingdom down on earth right here, right now, today, so we can culturally create the authority, the God-given authority that he gave us when he blessed us in Genesis 128. We have this authority. It was, was it taken away in the garden when Adam and Eve made the bogus decision? You better believe it. Well, here's here's the good news, guys. Jesus died. Jesus rose. He came back and said, the kingdom of heaven is here. It's freaking here, right? We don't have to wait to get to heaven. The kingdom of heaven is here right now. We do have to step into it and, and ask for it, receive, and then we can walk this thing out, right? And that's where we are saved for good works. Josh, I'm, I'm going to throw it over to you, brother. I know you got, you got a lot more that you want to a uh, uh, run through. As I said, I could, I could go all night on this stuff, man. It gets me a little fired up a little different than our, our conversation. We talked like 15 minutes before this call and we're both kind of like, Oh, what'd you do today? It's like... well, uh,
0: yeah, like, Let's I was going to ask if you could reteach everything you just said, except with more enthusiasm. <laughs> now, hey, I just want to actually make sure I'm clear. So day one was vision. Day two is atmosphere. Day three is structure. We have order momentum is multiplies day six.
1: Yes. Yes. It, and then yeah. day seven, we know is, is, is the Sabbath, right? right. Which is something that entrepreneurs, dude, I, I still sometimes struggle with this. Right. But the beautiful thing is that God, God didn't get not make the Sabbath because he got tired, right? Like he's God, he doesn't get tired. He's like, dude, that was really hard. Uh, those six days really hard. Like, no, no, no. It clearly says that the Sabbath was made for man because he knew we would burn out. He knew that we, we, we get excited, but eventually we're going to burn out in, in the need to rest and reflect, to, to regenerate, to, to get around people like this culture that we're creating here to ultimately go get after it again. Right. There's the, the, and there's this, this, this rhythm of life. Okay. This, if your life right now is like in a rut or you feel like you're in a routine, we got to shake that up and get into this rhythm here, this cultural creation. This creation template is a rhythm of life that God has given us.
0: Have you ever heard of uh, the concept called a hypnotic rhythm, Riley? You've heard of that phrase? I have. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all business owners do that. All people do this, but we basically accidentally become asleep at the wheel. Uh, on accident you know we get into a groundhog's day mentality right we're just and it's not because we're do, trying to do something bad it's just you know the alarm clock goes off we get up we brush our tooth we get in our car we drive to the thing we do this hold on hold on how many <laughs> tooths you got <laughs> my family's all from deep south louisiana so i i, I use teeth in the singular sense no uh, but you get in this hypnotic rhythm it's a mental rut and it's hard to get motivated you know, mm-hmm. Some business owners this week and they're like i just don't feel motivated i'm having a hard time doing what i know to do there's a scripture in the bible i think paul says uh why do i do the things i don't want to do and yet i won't do the things that i want to do you know i can't wait to escape this body of sin you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah. He, he sounds like a lunatic it. when a lot he read of business it owners, they a lot of people know what they need to do they're just not doing it <sighs> We don't have an information problem we have a behavior problem right Yep. Uh, So I I love all the stuff that you're sharing about seeds, just reminding us, you know, the kingdom economy, the kingdom in general at large is all about sowing and reaping and and multiplication and all this stuff, right? So I thought it'd be cool to talk about some practical ways to multiply your motivation. Now, I do not think it's prudent or wise to rely on motivation to be successful, but when you're motivated, it's easier, right? When you're motivated, it's easier. Myron Golden often says the goal shouldn't be to do stuff. The goal is to feel like doing the stuff. If you're just trying sure. to beat your head against the wall saying, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. You'll get fatigued. You'll get what's called willpower fatigue, right? Willpower is a finite resource of battery. You can, you can fatigue it out. Uh, But when you feel from the inside out like doing something, it's effortless. Have you ever done uh, important work and it, you were in flow state, Riley, and it just worked. Oh, yeah. we done in 30 minutes and you did in three days, you know, before. So yes. how, how do we do that? Well, a couple of things I thought would be cool to talk about. We can talk back and forth about it. Uh, but before I talk about the multiplier motivation, I thought it'd be cool to teach this idea. It's a natural law called the law of advancement. I love using natural laws when it comes to business, you know? So what is the law of advancement? The law of advancement is how it works if you want anything to grow. It's what it feels like when anything does grow. Yeah, I love what you said. You said your vision gives pain a purpose. So <laughs> law of advancement, uh, get ready to, to feel a little bit of pain. <laughs> All growth requires <before laughs> pain. Uh, let me spell this word here. I can't talk and write at the same time. So what is the law of advancement? What it, what it says is that everything that you want to go up has to first go down. And this is fascinating, and people don't like this. It has to do with delayed gratification. It has to do with a lot of things. But you're jacked. You want to show me your your, your gun show, <laughs> right? You got I'm, some muscles in I'm, there.
1: They're not so uh, big anymore, dude. I've, I've...
0: <laughs> for a muscle to grow, it has to first get weaker. Mm. If I did ten pushups right now, um, you'd all laugh at me, so I won't do that. But if I did, I would be weaker immediately afterwards than I was before I did them. When you lift weights, even though I'm no fitness guru, your muscle fibers literally get torn. When they talk about getting shredded, you're tearing muscle fibers. It fills in with lactic acid and that's why you're sore. This is not just true with muscles. It's true with your bank account. It's true with your relationships. It's true with your health in general. It's true with sales and marketing and recruiting and employees. The law of advancement is everywhere around us. It's happening in nature. It's happening in our brain, right? We have, if if we want our confidence to go up, we have to go down in the sense that we have to increase our humility, which is like a form of going down. We have to lower ourselves down. Our ego has to go down so our confidence can go up. This is everywhere. You can see it in nature. It's amazing for a tree to go up. The seed has to go down in the ground. Can I get an amen, right? Amen, seed, amen. Not only does that go down in the ground? The seed has to die. The seed has to cease being a seed. It has to discontinue its journey as a seed, and become something totally different. If you look at how butterflies become butterflies, they turn into a soup. Did you know this? In their cocoon, they turn into a freaking liquid. Goat, I did not, I did not know more. that. It's, it's wild, it's crazy, but in our business, if we wanna make 100,000 in personal income and we've never made more than 30, or we wanna make a million in personal income, not revenue, personal income, you've never done that before, things have to die. beliefs the way we do things things have to go down so other things can go up (laughs) and so i think this is an encouragement for a couple reasons
1: hey guys if you're digging this content and you'd like to be a part of our community of kingdom entrepreneurs then text the word king to 727-472-3860 we host virtual and in-person get-togethers with the focus of building community to advance the kingdom through wealth creation and financial stewardship. So if you're looking for this type of tribe and the resources to do so, then step into your true calling by texting the word KING to
0: 727-472-3860. First one is you don't have to beat yourself up because it hurts. You shouldn't be surprised that it's hard. It's supposed to be hard. People mistake the challenges and the pain as evidence that they're not supposed to succeed, as proof that they were never meant for greatness, when the exact opposite is true. Mm. The pain and in the, in the in the obstacles and the adversities are evidence that you're on the right track. It's a clue. The pain can be a clue. Now, we could have negative pain, we could be doing bad decisions, and that's not a good type of pain, but if your heart's in the right place and you're trying to level up your business or your family, and there's some friction, Those are clues that you're doing it right. Because, you know, another Myronism, because I love Myron, I'm good friends with Myron. He always says that disruption always follows intention. So when you set your intention on, I'm going to be a better dad, I'm going to make more money, I'm going to be the first wealthy person in my family, when you set an intention, immediately disruption happens. It's like every freaking time, right? It's like, I'm going to do it, flat tire. I'm really going to do it. Boom! Thunderstorm, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do it. Unexpected charge in your bank account, overdrafts your account. Now you're panicking, right? There's always disruption. This is the law of advancement at play for you, right? So, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Before we, dude, yeah, yeah, man, I think that's so good because a lot of, let's just say, a lot of Christians, I think, view uh, conflict or view. Uh, heartache as like, well, I must not be in God's will, then, right? Like well, this, God must not be wanting me to do this because it's hard. Like, right. are, are you kidding me? I mean, if, if there's anybody that's given us that example, is is Jesus, right? Okay. Like, he, there's a lot of things that he didn't want to do, but he did because. The vision was so clear, right? It gave that pain that he was going to experience at the cross purpose, right? You can look at Paul throughout scripture, uh, the, all the pain and things that he went through. Do you think there's any time where he would probably been like, yeah, I must not be supposed to be preaching in, uh, in, you know, Ephesus, uh, because there's, you know, people are trying to kill me. Like, uh, you know, that that's why you're supposed to be doing this, right? So if things get hard, And and also, man, just what you're talking about, this, this law, this is a kingdom principle, right? Like in order to be first, you must be last, right? In order to, to live, what does scripture tell us? We've got to die. Like, the kingdom is is so opposite of the the world that we live in. It literally is. Like how we look at like what things need to happen and take uh and, and what things are gonna do. It's like let's come back to the original uh instructional manual of how to do things. Right. And the biggest thing, man, I think I might have mentioned this last week or the week before, it's like how a seed it's planted to produce a a tree, right? Let's call it an apple tree. It's, it's planted to produce fruit, right? And and ultimately the number one determinant on that tree what's happening is it's following the laws that God has already put in place like we know gravity is, is happening the uh you know it's the roots are are growing down uh, the tree is is growing up and the the really the basics, the, the only fundamental thing that needed to happen was where the tree was planted mm-hmm right? Like where are you sowing those seeds? Are you planted in, in fertile soil? Are you, is it getting water? Are you consuming things? Right? Like if, if that's where you're planted is the determinant of if that fruit is going to be good or bad, right? And, and the rest is, is just operate with these kingdom principles. Now, does it take work? Yeah, it's going to take a lot of freaking work, but that's why we were put on this earth, right? For good works and good isn't easy, right? Anything, I don't think there's been anything in my life that I've really appreciated that came to me easy. I don't, is there anything like in your, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. It's like the things that we appreciate the goodness, the goodness of God. It's like, we, we, we get it, we can receive it, but it takes work. Those good works that, that we get to do. Right. And that's a mindset shift. Everything begins and ends, I believe with our mindset as a kingdom entrepreneur. And, and how do we do this thing? If it's a victim authority, I've got to work. Oh, it's a curse. No, no, no. Work was already put in place. The curse is that it's going to be hard. It's going to solve it's going to be difficult right but that's what we get to do that's why god placed us here is to do those good works right but if our mind's all jacked up because we're not planted by streams of living water right that's going to produce the junk in our life the fruit that we've been we're eating right now is based upon the seeds that we've been sowing for the last few years of our life that's That's what i think about
0: that yeah baby uh i changed the logo on my screen to do hard things yeah It's a family slogan, like we don't have to be scared of hard things. We have another slogan. It says, it doesn't matter how hard it is. It only matters if it's worth it. So Uh if you're watching this and you have a business, there's probably a reason why you have your business and it's to take care of your family. It's to leave a dent in the universe. It's to do something meaningful to fulfill your mandate and your purpose and your destiny and your mission. Um, it doesn't matter if it's hard. It matters if it's worth it. And the answer is yes, it's worth it. So who cares if it's hard? You know, it's a re- it's just looking at it differently. You can find joy in the work itself. You can yeah. have a setback and have joy saying, oh, I can't wait for this setup. That this story is worth millions of dollars to me. It's interesting. So, so how do we stay more motivated? Here's some practical tips. And uh, then we can go from there. The first one is to count the cost, but maybe not in the way that you think. If you want to feel a fire in your belly, and I encourage you to want that because it's easier to, to go faster down the path that God's laid out for you when you have the fire in your belly. Remind yourself what it's going to cost if you do nothing. Like like who's going to be affected? You know, Riley said uh, on one of the other teachings we did, uh, how greedy it is to only try to provide for yourself. When, you, when someone says, I don't want to be rich, I just want enough for me. It's an act of selfishness and greed. Yeah. And it's rooted in fear and ego a lot of times. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, the Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. That's two layers of children. okay? Right. So we have to go two layers deep. And so counting the cost means what's going to happen to your great grandchildren if you don't do anything. People think their biggest expense in life is their mortgage or their car payment or taxes. They think the biggest expense is their daughter's wedding. They think the biggest expense is paying off the student loans for their kids or something. No, the biggest expense is doing nothing. The biggest expense is not knowing how to go mm-hmm. faster. And it's counterintuitive. So if, if you remind yourself of that, it can be a natural motivator. The next thing is to increase the stakes. Increase the stakes. Some Christians like to pray about things for 10 years before they take one step. The Bible says that God's word is a lamp into our feet, not a three mile spotlight. You're not supposed to see what step 12 is because you didn't do step one yet. You get to see the next step. A lot of people already know what to do. They're just not doing it. So how do you increase the stakes? Well, this can mean different things depending on your industry, but I'll give you some examples. It means signing the lease on that building that you know uh, you need to launch your business even though you want to puke a little and you're nervous. That's what walking by faith actually feels like. It means hiring an employee before you're ready. It means doing the thing that you know to do that you're just putting off because you're scared that's what increase the stakes means. It means, you know, buying that piece of equipment or doing that marketing or launching that ad or whatever it is, or saying yes to the speaking engagement that someone asked you to go to that you've been a little chicken little, and you're going to say, you know what, I'm doing it. I'm willing to be it be bad for a little while. So eventually I can be good. That's increasing the stakes. It's by saying yes to the next steps that are obvious to you. The things mm-hmm. that you, you haven't said no to, because you know, they're the right choice. But you're not doing it because you're putting it off and you're letting time elapse that's a natural motivator another way to motivate yourself is to externalize your motivation it's helpful for all of us to remember it's not about you uh i'll say it again for the kids in the back it ain't about you it ain't about me either it ain't about riley and all of us have you know some selfish tendencies that we we fight But at the end of the day, God made human beings to be interdependent. We need each other. I might be an earlobe and you're a big toe or a pinky toe. I don't know. Uh, But I'm doing my earlobe stuff and you're doing your toe stuff. We have different roles in the kingdom economy. But it's not about you. It's about the people you're called to serve. It's about your family. It's about your children's children. It's about all of these other people. It's about the second and third and fourth order consequences of your actions. Think of the ripple effect. Think of what's going to happen when you do it. A lot of people say, well, what if I hire that employee and they're bad? And then what I would say to that is, what if you hire them and they're amazing? What would happen if they're amazing? What if I get that? What if I sign that lease and it doesn't work out? What if it does? What if it does work out? Can you imagine the second order consequences? The third. And what I mean by that is a corporate theory thing. So high ticket corporate consultants go in and they, they analyze things happening in companies. And you you might realize, OK, there's this there's this process at this company that's supposed to solve this problem. And it does. But what might not be obvious is that the way the process solves this problem causes two or three other problems. But there's also second and third order consequences that are good, where you might plant a tree in your backyard because you want shade. But did you know that it's also going to aerate the soil better? It's going to make the drainage better in your yard. It's going to do other good things that you weren't even thinking about, right? You taking the next step in your business is going to do that too because it's not about you. It's about these ripple effects. Let God do what He does. He won't do our part and we can't do His part. So make it about other people. That's a natural motivator. Mm. Another one is to call your shot publicly. That's kind of self explanatory. Hold yourself accountable. Use this group for that. This is a group or it will be after we do the purge campaign. This group's going to get a lot smaller, guys, a lot smaller. Uh, and it's going to be a good thing. It's going to be a very good thing because we're going to lock arms and do life together. We're going to get real results for your business. We're going to make real dollars really fast and we're going to we're going to steward it correctly and we're going to fall down together and pull each other up. It's going to be epic. There's going to be tactical implementable business training for you to get results just like this. We want you to hit seven figures plus fast. But have you called your shot? Have you shared your intentions with other people, your friends, your family, your wife? Did you post it on Facebook? Did you tell your friend from high school? Did you go in here and say, guys, I'm going to make that first sales call next week? Or guys, I'm going to buy that second location that I've been talking about. And I'm going to hold myself accountable. In the next 60 days, I'm going to make my, you know, make it happen. That's calling your shot. It's a natural motivator because it puts positive pressure on you to show up for yourself. Uh, The next one is to kill perfectionism. Riley, do you know any perfectionists? Any perfectionists out there? Mm. Anybody? Have you ever coached any of these? Oh my goodness, yes. Seriously, you're fine. Go ahead, get started, right? Yes. They're just not doing it because they have this fictitious idea that couldn't be true, that if I wait a little longer, then it will be right. First of all, there's no right. Okay, massive yeah. imperfect action. Action itself creates clarity. That's a Rileyism. So shout out, fist bump to you, Riley. <laughs> Doing the thing messy is what creates the clarity and the opportunity for the the iteration of that thing. Uh, perfectionism is a sophisticated form of procrastination. That's all it is. It's a fancy way to pretend like you're being productive, really working out the details. When the reality, you're usually scared to take the next step. You're paralyzed by fear, or it's your ego. You're scared you'll look stupid. Maybe you're supposed to go do a Facebook Live and share your business with with people and you don't want to. Why don't you want to? Is it really because you want to figure out the perfect script for your video? Or is it because you don't want to look stupid and accidentally sneeze on camera or look silly? Look, kill the perfectionism. It's a natural motivator. And then the last but not least is to detach yourself from the outcome. What that means, this is a little deep. Uh, Maybe it won't make sense, but I'll give it a shot, okay? mm Uh, over the last five years, I've met two or three people that all have, you know, 30 plus million dollar businesses, you know, per year. And they don't even know each other. But these three people use the phrase with me, detach yourself from the outcome. I was, it has to do with goal setting. So a lot of small companies, they'll pick like an arbitrary goal. Like I'm going to do 10,000 this month or a hundred thousand this month or whatever. And then they don't hit it. Uh, because they've made it up based on no data and it's just fake number they just put in their head, right? And when they don't hit it, it takes the wind out of their sails. It demotivates them and where they're missing it. The thing that the high achievers do that everybody else misses is the high achievers detach. They uncouple themselves from the fictitious made up outcome. They still have targets. They still have a thing they're aiming at, but what they're doing day to day is they're doing the work, they're chopping the wood, they're hammering a single nail all the way into the board. And that's what we wanna do. So if you can find joy in the journey of hammering the nail, if you find joy in the journey of making the sales calls, of going through the, the resumes and doing interviews and making hires, even when you mess them up, if you find joy in the boring work itself, you will make so much more money. Professionals never don't do the fundamentals. But rookies often don't do the fundamentals. And so when you detach yourself from the outcome, you don't have to get all stressed out. Oh oh no, I'm only gonna do 5,000 instead of 10,000. It doesn't matter. Because when you're doing the daily work, you become inevitable. You become unstoppable. Nothing can stop what God has waiting for you when you're chopping the wood and you don't get paralyzed. What do you think, Riley?
1: Dude, so good, so good. I'm, I'm like just thinking about this and just different things, whether it's my business or just different things. Like even golf, like I- I hate golf because I'm not good at it. Right. Like I really would actually like to golf maybe, I, I, mean, I don't know. So depends on how hot it is outside, but, but it seems like, you know, something I'm going to want to do at some point, like some big fat executive, like go out there and that's where deals happen on the green. Right. I don't know. That's what I'm told at least. But the reason I hate golf is because I suck at it. That's why. Right. So in, and why I'm not good at it is because I don't put the time, energy, and effort into it, right? The, my vision for a good golf game does not give my pain purpose for any of this, right? So, I, if, but here's the thing I think mastery when it comes to getting good, because nobody likes to do things that we're not good at. And this includes our business, right? If you're not good at, at sales or accounting, like as an entrepreneur, if you're a solopreneur, it's like too bad too freaking bad. If you want to, if you want to make this thing excel, you're going to have to do, unless you got a boatload of cash you're sitting on, you're going to have to do all of those roles at some point until you can delegate. Right. So you don't get to choose what you, when you're starting out, I'm saying like, you got to do everything right. And then when you can, when you can set back and and maybe work on your business, not in your business, right. Then you can get pick and choose things, but, the reason why I like seminars, for example, we do this is how Scott Thomas and I, we we have built multiple companies doing seminars when I first started doing it. I freaking hated it like the scariest thing on earth, right? Like to get up and talk in front of people. Are you kidding me? I've, I literally uh, almost failed speech class when I was in high school because I was like so scared with my note cards, right? Humiliated to talk in front of people. But I committed to the process, I, I understood what the vision got clear to me where I, I understood leverage. I'm like, okay, I, if I got good at this, there's light at the end of this tunnel, right? So when I got good at it, Then I I, I mastered it, so to say, then I began to love it, right? If you want to love something, if you want to enjoy something, you got to get good at it. And the only way you get good at it is you suck at it first, right? Nobody just wakes up and I mean, there's some gifts to certain things, right? Yes, you should operate in those giftings, but at the end of the day, we have to master this thing of business, right? We have to master this thing of new client acquisition, marketing and sales, all of that, because then we're going to enjoy this and we're going to but we have to we have to count the cost right increase the stakes externalize it call your shot kill perfection detach from the outcome if you commit to that then it it the, because here's the thing I, I think this is probably another myronism right i think he said uh with competence comes confidence right and so once you
0: that's a hormosey quote Oh, is
1: it? Dude. All right.
0: right. I'm sure it's out there, but I I heard that from Layla.
1: Okay. All right. So with, with, with competence comes confidence, right? And it's like, yeah, the reason we're not confident or I wasn't confident in speaking in front of groups of people is because I wasn't competent on how to do it right and that's again if you don't know how to do certain things that's the important part of finding a mentor finding a, somebody to coach you on these things or train you on these things that's why i still today i i have mentors in my life that are i'm getting coached from so i can coach right it's like i got a paul a barnabas a timothy it's like that that whole understanding. Again, back to the Bible, it's given us a framework of how to do this thing of life. And in these little nuggets here to multiply our motivation is is, again, what this thing is about, like we're going to commit to this process and trust this process together for the kingdom culture mandate that we're ushering in this kingdom culture back into the marketplace. And it starts and ends with entrepreneurs. I I full wholeheartedly know that uh, that we we are we've heard it. the backbone of America all of that right yes there's so much uh uh influence that we have if we take this thing seriously uh, as far as ushering in this kingdom culture back into uh the earthly realm right we're gonna gonna call in the, the kingdom of heaven here as as so we can subdue and ultimately have dominion on this earth this is good stuff josh i love the multiply your motivation man
0: that's good. You know, there's a lot of problems we got to solve, and we're going to start tackling them inside of King's Council 2.0. Just a reminder uh, first of all, thank you for spending time with us. We didn't even start yet, and we're building uh, a lot of things in the background to serve you. Uh, King, I
1: thought you meant this call, man. We didn't even start yet. That's why I laughed. I'm like, because we're 45 minutes in. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: we're going to land the plane on this call, but yes. um, there's going to be a couple things happening that are new. So, I just want to let you know. Number one, is we're gonna initiate the great purge soon. And nobody did anything wrong. That's not why there's a purge. The purge is is there's a a couple directional changes in the vision for King's Council. Um, We're not changing what King's Council is. What we're doing is we're enhancing it. We're gonna help it get bigger results for you and help you go faster. So we're basically bolting on rocket fuel to King's Council. And as part of that, we want to only have people in here who kind of agree with the vision, And I don't expect that you agree with the the vision or or like I'm entitled to that. I hope you do. But we're going to have more tactical, structured coaching. There's going to be a lot of extra additional resources, really, really high level ones added in here that you'll have access to. So we can get real results because I want to hang out with you. I want to pray with you. I want to talk about our feelings. uh, But we mainly need to use this group to actually get results. And your results are not my results. And Bill's results are not Sally's results. We're going to stay in our lane and, and, and fulfill the purpose that God has for us individually. But it, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be epic. And we've we've spent months doing it. We're also converting King's Council into a nonprofit organization. And the reason why is because Riley and I don't need money from this thing. We want this to be a vehicle to give hundreds of millions of dollars away to widows and to orphans and to Christian missionaries. Uh, we're going to be sharing more of that vision in the future, too. Uh, but we want to get your results Fund of the kingdom, that's what this is for. We have other companies, you know, be very careful when you're looking at business coaches where their core business is is just kind of telling you things that they did 12 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) You want to be careful with that, right? We're running real companies and and doing all kinds of stuff. And uh, this is just uh, an act of love and and a contribution. This is part of my purpose and Riley's purpose. Uh, So the great purge, what's going to happen is we're going to clear out the Facebook group. And if you don't want to be cleared out of the Facebook group, if you don't want to be deleted off the email list, you need to get on the 2.0 waiting list. There's links in the comments here. My buddy Eric has been posting them. Uh, so click on that, just fill it out. All it is is saying, hey, this is my email. This is my name. I want to keep going. Uh, and we'll let you know over the next month or two as we do all these things. So did I miss anything, Riley, that you can- Yeah, think? I, th- I think that's good, man. I just want
1: to make sure that they understood like we, you have to get on this this- or this wait list and otherwise you're gonna get booted um and again not in like a grumpy mean way like you're dead to us but we want if you're gonna be a part of this you gotta be part of the earlobe or the, the toe right if, if you're not a part of this this is everything has life is the is blood blood flow right? That's how we we gain life or we get life, and ultimately, uh, without that, things die, right? So I don't we don't we're, we're operating as a body here. So think of that. If 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 I if what if this is just kind of what I feel like has happened, and this is all on me, is that we've developed neuropathy right? We've developed like, I I can't feel my toes. I can't feel my, my, my foot. Right. And it's like, we gotta, we gotta make a choice. We either we're going to chop that leg off. Right. Or we're going to, we're going to increase blood flow. We're going to give them some stem cells, Josh. We're going to give them some of that. That's one of our, one of our companies, but um, uh, we're going to ignite that blood flow again, but we're only want to do this with those that want to move forward on this mission, vision, and purpose that we know God has, has, has laid on our hearts. Right. So not to sound like you know, negative on it, but with or without you, th- we're moving forward. We want it to be with you. Uh, we want to get to know you more. Um, but one way or the other, you'll either be purged or you'll be uh, coming on board with us for further kingdom advancement.
0: Yeah, we're going to create hundreds and hundreds of millionaires inside of this organization, yeah. billions of dollars for the kingdom, uh, and that's what we're going to do. We need to go faster. We need a sense of urgency. We don't have to live in fear we need to be excited and going faster. Yeah. But building wealth has more to do with, with with time than it even does with money, really. A million dollars over 10 years is not the same thing as a million dollars in 10 days, right? So the compression of time is part of the game. Yeah, uh, build, Getting a lot of money. And so you can distribute those funds the way the Holy Spirit tells you to do it. Uh, and that's what we want to do. We want to provide speed, shortcuts, accountability, and community. Um, that sounds pretty good maybe we'll put that on the website copy or something speed,
1: speed shortcuts, shortcuts come to there i love it <laughs>
0: uh, thank you <laughs> riley uh, thank you eric for being on here thank you john john's been commenting like crazy uh on here right on as well as uh chris and some other people too i can't scroll up fast enough here julian thank you julian kurt what's up kurt uh, appreciate you guys can't wait to meet you and hear your stories Yes, absolutely guys.
1: We'll we'll be back on here again or uh, you'll be hearing more and more from us next week here as we launch this baby to the moon. So, have a great weekend guys. Bye. Hey guys, if you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word king to 727-472-3860. Go, 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 go.